My name is Rob, and I'm the host of Real Friends, a podcast dedicated to sharing the real stories of real friends with the belief that each one of us wants to be fully known and fully loved. Do you remember your wedding day? After all the planning and hard work, what do you remember the most? Or do you remember anything at all from your big day? Today, our two couples, Zach and Amanda, and Jake and Maddie, conclude their stories and share insights, lessons learned, and offer advice for future couples planning a wedding. I think you'll love their humble, honest insights. Thank you for listening. This is Real Friends. Tell me about the wedding plans, challenges, unexpected issues, unexpected pleasures, and rewards. Girls, maybe we'll let you two start first. (laughs) Is either one of you a natural planner? I am really bad at making decisions, <laughs> so wedding planning was definitely a little stressful. Yeah. Um, Jake is someone who's just like, "Oh, kind of do it how you want," but I was like, "No, <laughs> tell me what to do. What do well, I? What do I want?" Well, the good news is that we were paying for most of it. Yeah, so we paid we, for ninety percent. Our, our options were wedding. limited. Yeah, which, which that's helped true. us. <laughs> which helped us make decisions. That's true. So. Um, You know, I think as a young girl, you just dream about what your wedding days looks like. Um, And I don't, like, I think coming to Christ, I kind of, I don't want to say, like, had to put some of those dreams down, but also just had to be like, okay, what's the real reason why I'm getting married? Do we need to spend $10,000 on, you know, this or that? So I think... I had to put some of those expectations down and just really look at, you know, what's the purpose at the end of the day? What is the big purpose of this, of this, you know, of us getting married? And so. So what do you think were maybe some of those uh, initial expectations you have that since you two were, were paying for your own wedding, you decided to go ahead and push back maybe on some of those? Hmm. <clears throat> I don't know. Is there anything you feel like you couldn't have on that day? Honestly, no. We just kind of made it work with the budget that we had. Um, Didn't feel like we were lacking anything. Yeah. Yeah. That is always a... I think people think you have to pay all this money, and there's always a less expensive option for whatever it is that you're wanting or you feel like you need. Like you just you just don't have to spend all this money on a wedding. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think was the the biggest challenge? Other than you kind of cited already, just maybe planning not being your your natural skill set. So it went a lot of Jake's input. Was there anything in particular that you found to be like a, a major challenge? And then the flip side of it, were there any li- little like hidden blessings or unexpected like rewards where you're like, you know what, I didn't see this coming, but this has really been sweet. Yeah, I mean. I think I might have alluded to this on the previous time I was on, but um, my sister and now brother-in-law, they were getting married like right around the same time too. So like when they they had been engaged for I think a year or so and, and then we got engaged and we were like, we wanted a quick wedding, just we wanted to be married. So navigating with them, just, you know, trying to respect their day and, also still, you know, we wanted to get married quick. Um, that was a challenge. Don't think we handled it the best we could have in the most loving way, potentially, with some of the word choices that I used. But um, 
that was a that was a challenge. But the good thing about all that, we got married in 2019. The next year was 2020, <laughs> so it all worked out. <laughs> you got, got both the weddings in before COVID, and wow. and uh, you know now we're all good. We yeah. we all look back, and it's you know we realize the bigger picture. We all got married, and yeah. but in you know there's some tense conversations in the moment, and yeah. but it all it all worked out. I think so. ultimately it brought us closer. Yeah. To um, I think conflict. Obviously, there's a lot of conflict that arises, I feel like, in wedding planning. And so I think that conflict alone brought us closer to his family yeah. as well. Yeah. Good. So that's actually a good point. It's the way you're able to work through the whole idea of conflict resolution. If you can do it in a healthy way, it'll bring you closer. If you don't do it in a healthy way, it can end up splitting you apart further. So I think that's actually a good point. Well, the hard thing about wedding planning, too, is I think everyone kind of has an input on what they want your day to look like. And so I think staying true to, like, what we wanted that to look like while also having to effectively communicate that with his parents, with my family. Um, It's not something you really think about when you start to wedding plan, but it's just like, yeah. So I think that was a challenge for sure, but... Yeah, and I guess an even bigger challenge, too, was the fact that your mom passed away during that time, too. Yeah. Just, you know, figuring out how we how we could honor her in that day and also dealing with that grief as well at the same time. Yeah. And so we'll touch on that when we actually talk about the wedding itself. Um, Amanda, any thoughts? Yeah, I, I would just agree with Maddie that you... <laughs> you start realizing that you're spending more time wedding planning than marriage planning. And I think, I don't know who pointed that out to us, you know, as we were going through pre-marriage mentoring, but it kind of sits with you and all this time you start putting into the details of your wedding. Like, but have we worked, you know, have we talked about our marriage this much or have we spent as much time navigating how we will do things once, once this day goes by because ultimately that's what it is it's a day and then it's done and now you're left with your marriage and um I think that as women especially that's the harder expectation to let go of um is it's not all about this day yeah. it's about all the days after yeah. um and then Wedding planning, yeah, like Maddie was saying, everyone has an opinion on what they think your day should be. You know, when it, even the little things like what food should be served at a wedding, how the order of events should go. I mean, everyone has an opinion and it really just came down to what do Zach and I want and that's what it's going to be. And and that was hard. I tried to... I tend to shy away from confrontation. And so having to speak up and, and put your foot down of like, no, this is what we want. Um, that was a little challenging. Yeah. yeah. Zach, any thoughts? Well, so from a practical side, uh-huh. the wedding has to be planned, right? So mm-hmm. there's no way to get around it. You have to find the DJ. You have to, well, you don't have to, but you know what I mean? Certain thoughts, things. Did you ever think about eloping? One million percent I did. And I think if COVID would have happened and the whole like replant, like rescheduling or pushback, we would have eloped on the spot. Fair enough. Zach, back to you. Um, He's like looking at me like, no, we would have never. I would have. I absolutely I had all these dreams as a young boy. (laughs) Yes. But 
I took the approach. There are certain things like we have to get done. So let's just do it. I, I was like that in school too. I never waited to the last second for a project just because I knew the stress of trying to do it last minute was worse than, sure. you yeah. know, just sucking it up and doing it. But, um, Amanda may have downplayed the uh, organization part. She she had this book and this binder that told you the days that you should have this planned out by. So she followed that pr- pretty well. Had she started that book like the age of five years old? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, she hadn't. But uh, it, it was, I'll tell you, there's so many resources out there today, right? That, mm-hmm. I mean, how-to books. I mean, it, it, which is essentially yeah. what it was. Yeah. How-to books plan a wedding and it was day by day, week by week stuff, things to do. But yeah, I think it's a difficult balance because it's such a special day. You want to make it grand, which requires some finances, but at the same time, you don't want to take away from the true meaning of the day. So um, I think it's, you just got to look at, your own situation and play it by ear and see what works best. um, Jake kind of alluded to to this and just from a practical perspective, budget, how do you decide what you're going to spend on a wedding from financial, just good old fashioned, practical. Well, I think you first look at your financial situation with what do you personally own and are you getting any sort of family assistance? That's the first fork in the road, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. if your father to mm-hmm. the bride is paying for the whole thing, okay, that is certainly going to ease some of the burden there. Of you course, you don't rack that bill up. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say you don't want to. We'll clip that out in case your parents in law listen to it, right? No, he would. Like, yeah, classic. <laughs> no, no, I. That's too funny. But I, that, I think that's the first first fork in the road that you have to get to. But my advice, looking back on it, would be if you can have a wedding and it fits your financial situation for what you're trying to do from a, a savings perspective, right? I'm Not to get all Dave Ramsey here, but the <laughs> emergency fund. And for people who don't know who Dave Ramsey is, who's Dave Ramsey? Who's Dave Ramsey? He, he's a very prominent financial advisor. Uh, strong uh, Christian values are input into his teachings, but he's um, he, he has a pretty unique story as well too, but he's just really made a name for himself for really attacking debt and the, the strangle. Mm-hmm that debt can have on your on your life but we actually took financial peace which is his program at the crossing the church that we attend and one of his rules is having an emergency fund which you don't need a christian financial advisor to tell you that but anyways the point of my story is if if you're getting married and you don't have an emergency fund and you don't have a place to live, right? <laughs> and all these things, right? If you're living in your uh, parents' basement, which could work for you know certain individuals, then I think you have to make your wedding plans based off of that. 
Does that make sense? That's good. Yeah. Um, to go in debt or not to go in debt because of a wedding? Any thoughts? I would say don't do it. Don't go in debt. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah. Okay. I think for me, that just comes back to, you know, what's, what's the day about? It's about making a covenant with God. That's the bottom line. So we don't need to go into debt to do that. That's free. Yeah. And, and debt can just be such a, a weight on a marriage. A weight on a marriage. Especially starting your marriage. Just yeah. Oh, yeah. Starting your marriage. Right, right, yeah, so, yeah. which is hopefully something that the couple would have talked about during their premarital counseling. <laughs> your views on finance. and So, you've kind of gone there, and it wasn't actually an explicit question, but let me go ahead and ask that. How important is premarital counseling before you actually decide to get married? Non-negotiable. <laughs> yeah. For me. Yeah. Oh. Tell me more. For us, it was having a third party, a non-biased third party who could listen and and help us meet in the middle and help us hear how we were coming across without us thinking, oh, well, yeah. Zach's just saying that because it's in his interest. Yeah. Um, it, I think it was pivotal yeah. in our relationship. Someone speaking in that biblical wisdom, too. Yeah. Uh, someone older and wiser. But yeah, I... I'll let Jake share his thoughts, but it's non-negotiable in, in my eyes. You, can, I think what premarital counseling does is it forces you to have the tough conversations. I feel a lot of couples today, they, they just want it to be easy. They don't want to keep putting off the tough. Yeah. Keep putting off the tough stuff. No, you, if you, if your view of marriage is as high as it should be, then you don't want to have to um, set yourself up for failure. You want to go through the tough parts now because you may end up saving yourself a lot of heartache, right? You, yeah. you, you're forced to talk about, I don't know, how many kids you want to have. Yeah. And if that's a deal breaker for you, then okay, well, thank goodness you weren't married then. Yeah. Then you're a year in, you're like, oh, I don't want kids. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, that that's yeah. doomed. For yeah, you. Good, yeah. good. Jake, Maddie, any Yeah, else? I mean, just to echo that, you know, it's, I, I feel it like from my perspective, it's good if, you know, you and your going to be wife knows the pastor too that's doing this with you. I think just because, you know, they know you, they're for you, they're for both of you individually, and, you know, they're going to, be the mediator and bring up some red flags if there are. And you probably wouldn't see that if you don't have someone that mediator type to, yeah. to do that. Yeah. So. I think it was also important for us in that there was someone that was like Jake was saying, that's for you, but was for us as a couple. Yeah. And it's hard to find anyone else in your life because you're going to have known them personally first and, they might have a little bit of that, you know. Like your parents right. would be advocating for you versus. Right. Versus the mediator. They're looking at you as a couple and they want you as a marriage to succeed. Yeah. Versus maybe just as an individual. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Any, any thoughts? I, I agree with all of that. Yeah. Exactly. I think I think it's so necessary um, just to have those hard conversations. Even if you already have, I think, yeah, it can just always expose um, just a lot of things maybe you hadn't thought about in a light 
with, yeah, like a mediator, someone who is for your marriage and can encourage you, especially like hey, you're going to go through hard things because marriage is hard. Um, but someone who also just encourages you in that yeah. and forces you to have those hard conversations. Yeah. You're, you're so right, Maddie. And the, the word exposed when you said that just like set off all these things in my head. When I look back on my life, I, I look at how I used to think about certain things and I, I constantly say, wow, Zach, that was really dumb. The, the way you perceived that. And when you're in a relationship and you're in love, right, you can see things absolutely sideways. So having somebody expose what you are, where you're falling short, where you're sinning, where you need you know, guidance and correction, you, you very well could not be thinking straight. And when all of the excitement and the honeymoon phase that they call it wears off, real life smacks you in the face. And not to say that we're not as joyful both couples here, not as joyful as we were on our wedding day, but it's just, those are realities that I think someone who is, it gets married young, let's say, or maybe even older, you're just not mature enough to think that all the way through. Yeah. You just see what's right in front of you. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so you both, you've all indicated that um, marriage counseling, it's important before you get married. Um, and I didn't think about this when I was making out the original questions, but um, you may be, you're planning or you go through a counseling period for like three to six months before you get married and then you're married for 50 years. How important is it then afterwards to have people pouring into your life, mentoring your life, mentoring your marriage after you're actually married? And do you feel like you have anybody like that right now? Yeah, I think it's super important because I, I know like for us that first year, you know, you you get married, you move in together, and then you start learning more and more about the person. Sure. And just yeah. like their daily life, what you know, their little quirks that might annoy you at first. Like, how are we gonna, how are we gonna get you know used to this? <laughs> <laughs> how are we gonna do this for fifty years? <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I mean, you just you bring those things. Like, luckily, Zach and Amanda, they're in our small group, and we have like four other couples in there too that, yeah, bounce ideas off of each other and say, hey, am I seeing this the wrong way? And it's, it's just important that, back to the exposing points, like, am I looking at this the wrong way? And it's really important to have. Glad we had had our group the first year of marriage because it, yeah. it was difficult. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think it's so vital. Uh, just like I said earlier, marriage is just hard. And for us, that first year of marriage, three months in, we found out we were pregnant right away. And so we didn't really have that time to just connect as a married couple um and I just I think it's so important too just to have people in your life that godly people that are in your life that are almost a step ahead of you um I just know when we were in the big big fights or big arguments that having those people still to pour into us and not feed each other's fires in those fights but to encourage and to love and um, I know for me, when I had that, it was just like, my sister always told me, like, if I was really mad at Jake, she's like, 
just like love and encourage him, say these things. It's like, man, looking back on it, like it is so important to have that because we live in a world yeah, now. It's just like, yeah, you're, you're not right. happy. So leave. Yeah, right. Um, and so, and I think having godly men in his life too, just to pour into him to expose him when he's, Jake's very strong-headed, so. Yeah, there's <laughs> a lot of guys. That's when, he's, when he's wrong, I should yeah. say, or, you know, yeah. when we're both wrong, that, again, yeah, we're just, nope. people can lovingly expose us and, you know, help Jake and I work through those and just, yeah. so we never felt alone. Yeah. 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 Any thoughts, Amanda? Yeah, I think for us, like they were saying, having people that are in the same stage of life as us um, helped me with, um, just my comparison game and you know you see all the bright spots of other people's marriages but when you have couples that you're going through life with and you're hearing about their ups and their downs and and you're able to share yours it just it it makes it feel a lot more doable and a lot more realistic you don't feel like you're failing um, because you're not measuring up to this perfect idea of well I see their marriage and it never looks like they fight or they never have conflict or issues. And, um, but we got to go through, you know, and still are going through life with people that are, are going through the same things and are vulnerable and open about that. And it just helps us not have that weight of unrealistic expectations over our marriage. So are parents, are those a good resource or does that kind of all depend on your relationship that you have with your parents? I think it definitely depends on the relationship that you have with them. But I know for my case, like with my mom passing away, his mom is like my second mom. I know I can go to her and she knows Jake, you know, maybe a little better than I do too. And she's not afraid to. She never, yeah, you know, yeah. she, she doesn't, she isn't always on, I would just say she isn't always on Jake's side. It's not always like, well, Jake is right. Jake is, this, you know, um, <laughs> And so, yeah, I think, and you have them too. They've, you know, his parents have been married for however many years yeah. to like encourage you to like, Hey, we've been through this too, just because our marriage looks great. Like we had to go through a lot of things before we got here. Yeah. yeah. I uh, completely agree. It just depends on your relationship with them. Um, luckily, Zach and I are both from families where our parents have been married 40 years. Uh, and like Maddie was saying, it's just, it's really nice to have people that pour into you that say, well, we were there once too. Yeah. Um, and Zach's mom actually sat me down and was like, you cannot compare your marriage of six months to my marriage of 40 years. Like just because we communicate a certain way doesn't mean that's where you should be right now. Like we were young once too. We had just gotten married. Like all of those phases that you're going to go through, we've been there yeah. and you come out of them and you grow and it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Any thoughts? Any thoughts, Sam? Oh. Our parents. No, not just yours. Yeah. Well, I heard the comment being made that it depends on the relationship, Mm -hmm. which I think is so true. I think you have to honestly look at your parents and see sort of kind of like what you were saying earlier about what... Uh, position they're coming from, right? Is it obviously they, they're going to want what's best for you, but is the advice um, biblical? Is it sound? Is it, uh, are they in 
encourage, encouraging you to look elsewhere for advice, things like that. I don't know. It's, it's complicated with parents, I think. Yeah. Agreed. <clears throat> okay. So in terms of the whole wedding planning process and everything, um, if you're going to give any type of advice to any listeners in terms of the wedding planning process, what would that be? I would say spend more time thinking about your marriage and to just do what you want ultimately. Good. And don't go into debt over it. Yeah. Good. Uh, Gentlemen, I would say make it a short engagement too. Ah. I know for, for me, you know, as I was, we were trying to be pure during that time. It's, it's, uh, it was hard. It's a struggle. So, yeah, I would have, would have been easier if it was like a two month engagement versus 10. So good point. Yeah. Yeah. Those longer engagements seem to be also the norm, uh, these days, especially if couples are living together, which, and I know that's been a, central theme of our <laughs> our uh, talking points here for both couples here is we're both speaking from a, a Christian perspective, right? Because that's our foundation. Um, but even if you look at the statistics behind couples who live together before uh, being married, there's a you know, high divorce rate with that. But um yeah, I would say as far as the wedding planning goes, you, there's there's a lot of work that you have to do before you get married from a relationship perspective. Yes, you can. There's a lot of planning that needs to be done, but one is a greater priority than the other. I think okay. being able to identify that which comes first, then yeah. I think you'll you'll be in a good spot. Any final advice, Maddie, on the whole wedding planning? I think yeah, just. Communicate so much communication, communicate expectations. Yeah, I think that's just the biggest thing. Communication. So, all the planning's done. The big day is here, the wedding itself. Tell me about the actual wedding from start to finish. What do you remember? How did it flow for you? Anybody want to jump in? <clears throat> or was just just one big blur, and you're like, "What happened that day? I don't remember any of it." Yeah, well, I, that's that was my initial thought. It is also it's it's kind of sad how little I actually remember. I mean, I remember Amanda coming down the aisle, and that moment after. I remember sometimes before experiencing it with my groomsmen, my family, things like that. We also, I did a surprise dance for Amanda. Um, if you're an Office fan. That was pretty epic. Yeah. The Michael, Michael Scarn, is that it? Is that the name of it? Um, so there are bits and pieces, but it was definitely a blur for me. So, hey, maybe that's uh, pushing you one way or another on how much money you want to spend for the wedding. <laughs> so, I'm not even going to remember it, so... Interesting observation. Yeah. We'll come back to that at the, at the end of this category. Um, any thoughts, Amanda, on the whole start to finish? What do you remember? What, what don't you remember? I wish I remember. So Zach's dad uh, married us. Mm -hmm. And I wish I remember more of the ceremony. Um, just like the words that he spoke over our, our marriage. I wish I remembered those. Yeah. I do remember just 
it's kind of that one day in your life where you have everyone from all sides just all there in the same room. And I remember feeling how just like loved and special that felt to have all those people from all different parts of your life or, you know, stages of life just in one place. And that's a very surreal feeling. Um, You don't really like small details. There's a few things I wish we would have done. Um, Very minor looking back or things I would have changed a little bit, but like what? So one thing is I wish we would have just had a private dance at the two of us at the very end, just as like a last moment together with no distractions. Um, but that's really, I mean, the rest of it, it's, it goes by so fast. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I would have gotten married in a colder month. Yes. So sweaty. <laughs> ah, it's another good practical um, observation. Yeah, because yes. you got married outdoors, right? Well, well it's, like covered. Yeah. Like covered, and yeah. I remember thinking, oh, the end of September will be golden. It was like mm-hmm. 95 and humid. Yeah. So yeah. that's cool. Yeah. <sighs> Jake, Manny, any thoughts? I remember. Big days here. I remember a decent amount of the day. Uh, <laughs> I remember not sleeping the best the night before, just like thinking about that I would have to address everyone and I don't, I don't like giving speeches too much. So I mean, that's like a two minute speech and I'm like thinking of what I'm going to say and stuff. And I also regret like not, uh, bringing God more into that speech of like, Hey, Maddie and I were one way dating before and he has completely changed us around. And you know, this is a day to celebrate what he's done. But, um, but I do remember waking up that morning uh, like six or something, some stupid early, which the girls are probably already ready by then. <laughs> but uh, I ended up going on a, a run with my brother-in-law, yeah. Nate, and he's like this big outdoors guy. Yeah. Uh, went on a run, and then um, we were staying, we were up in Iowa, staying at uh, your uh, grandparents' house, and they live right on the river. So we, we went on the run, and then we jumped in the river after, and we were just swimming in the river for a little bit, just me and him. And this, I remember this guy, he's like, he comes by in his little, like, kayak or something. And he's like, we, because obviously me and him had our, our shirts off. And this guy comes by, he's like, what are you two doing over there? Are you canoodling? What's going on over there? I'm like, I'm just, it was comical. I'm getting married today. Yes. <laughs> Getting married to my wife today. Don't mind us. Just swim around, but yeah, it was it was pretty comical. Um, so that was the start of the day, and then I remember the the ceremony. I felt like really, really honored God, and I felt like that that part of the the day was like very much of like hopefully showed everyone like this is a, this is the covenant we're making, and this is uh, this day is all about that. Did you guys write your own vows? We did not. No. Yeah. We did. We did write letters. a letter letters gotcha. that were shared before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which was which was nice, but no, we did not do our own vows. I don't know if I. I mean, te- teach their own. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I could share something so deep and personal in front of so many people, which I realize like you're professing your love in front of a, a 
witnesses, yeah. right, to, to be held accountable. Mm-hmm. But I just felt for me personally that that was a little too, too intimate, personal. yeah, yeah. Too, too deep to share in front of so many people. But sure. not to say that somebody couldn't do that. Yeah. Just a lot stronger than, than I. <laughs> <laughs> I had to be crying yeah. and stuff. So, yeah. Any thoughts, Mandy? I surprisingly remember quite a bit. We started getting ready, yeah, right around 6 a.m. Started getting yeah. ready mm-hmm. around 6. And then, um, yeah, I just headed to the church. There's always, I feel like that right before you walk down the aisle. I've been in enough weddings now that there's like this, like, anxious, anxiousness of waiting for the ceremony to start. It's like, okay, everybody's ready. Everyone's lined up. People are in the church. And then it's like, okay. This is this is happening. This is real, and you know, kind of like adrenaline starts to run through your body. I remember that standing there with my dad. Um, I remember doing Jake and I didn't do a first look, but I did a first look with my dad, and I remember that moment. Very very few times have I ever seen my dad brought mm. to tears, and that was one time. It was a very special moment. And then you know, I thought for sure Jake was gonna cry when I walked down the aisle, but he didn't. He held it together pretty well. I think he was just excited to finally be married. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to the guys out there listening, don't fake it. Yeah, don't fake it because we'll don't, know. Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't fake it, but also don't feel like it just have a natural reaction. Yeah. I think there's also this stereotype that if you're not crying, that the oh, groom's sure. like not excited or not like doesn't love the, the bride. <laughs> I mean... I, I don't know. You see all the YouTube videos where the guys tears up, and it's really heartfelt. But yeah. Yeah. I, I was, I, I wasn't bawling. I was, I was ecstatic though. But it, you know, I just trying to give some of the listeners out there a little bit of <laughs> yeah, be yourself, give an confidence actual reaction. there. You know, I agree she's with on the that. floor crying. But it was <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good advice. Definitely good advice. <clears throat> Oh, also, mm-hmm. I do remember the Peters weren't there, so that was oh, that was a big bummer for us. <laughs> Stab in the back. That's the one thing you do remember. Yeah, <laughs> we were in a wedding no, I, on the same day. Otherwise, we wouldn't. I had, had to had to give him trouble. Uh, yeah, so it's funny good. what we remember. Um, so, I think a couple of you have kind of mentioned this, but let me go back here again. After having been through it, is there anything that you'd do differently? On a more lighthearted note, we should have done a send-off. Meaning meaning the bride and groom leave together in front of everybody oftentimes yeah. mm-hmm. back in the old days you know you're tossing rice and now, <laughs> then that started killing birds and then you do now you do yeah. sparklers now yeah. so um we should have done a send-off okay and ours was probably a little bit more unique but we stayed i think we helped clean up and uh-huh. ended up ended up uh-huh. waiting around because some some guests around. didn't have a ride so we stuck around to help them get a ride, which, you know, just yeah. the kind, good-hearted people that we are. But I, I was a little bit like, all right, I'm ready to get out of here. So do the send-off. Do the send-off. Yeah. All right. Good point. Good point. Any thoughts, Amanda? Yeah. Like I said earlier, I just wish we would have had that one last moment of just Zach and I. Yeah. Um, it's hard at a wedding because you have all your loved ones there to 
get caught up talking to everyone and catching up and, and just being so excited and everyone wants to talk to you that it's you get pulled away from your husband or your wife a lot more than I wish we would have. Um, and so I wish we'd have had that last moment together. But I would say advice for your wedding day is is don't worry about all the other people there. I know it's really tempting to want to be able to say hi to everyone and talk to everyone and thank everyone for coming because you mean it. But they know you do. Yeah. Um, Good point. And just to take yeah. more time with just your husband. Yeah. Enjoy it together. Good point. I like it. Any thoughts? Maddie? I think for me, honestly, there's not a whole lot I would change. I think for me personally, though, I worried way too much about what other people were like mm. thinking, yeah. if they were having <clears throat> fun. Like, did I talk enough to this person? No. Have I talked to this person yet? And looking back, that's literally my only regret. Just yeah. Like, I worried way too much about that. Right. Um, but otherwise, it was the best day. It was a really good day. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. Yeah, I think the only thing I can think of, which I had, I've already, like, talked to this guy. We didn't invite one of my groomsmen's parents. Magdalena. Yeah. So I would have invited them. Gotcha. They, yeah. They had, they had split, and I didn't know how to handle the situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I regret that. Gotcha. Yeah. So this is kind of wrapped up with that question. But any final advice that you'd have for a bride and groom in terms of the actual wedding day itself? Any way that you could, and you kind of alluded to this, maybe spending more time with your husband, but be more present for the actual wedding itself, so that it doesn't end up being this expensive day that just blurs past you. Any thoughts? I think the best piece of advice that was given to us, kind of what Amanda was saying, was make sure that you are constantly throughout the day coming together. Like, if you get separated, like, let it come to your mind, like, where is Jake? Let me be with Jake right now. I think that was, because during the day, I probably never would have thought of that. And so I think that was probably some of the best piece of advice that we got from your sister, actually. Good. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Jake, any thoughts? I would just echo that. Yeah. 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 Amanda, any thoughts? 100% what Maddie said. Just yeah. find your person. Be with yeah. them. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Um, last thought or question here. What would you like to say to the people who supported you through the entire dating, engagement, and wedding process and planning season of your life? The same people who may be very well supporting, encouraging, and mentoring you as a married couple right now. What would you like to say to them in closing? I think what comes to my mind is that they might not know how big of an impact they had, that their support played, um, still plays, um, but that it, it did and it it weighs heavy on our heart and you know it, it, it just means so much to us and the sacrifices that people make to be part of your life and the time they spend and uh, loving on you is, it goes, it doesn't go unnoticed. Yeah, Yeah, I would definitely just say like, other than thank you, you know, I just, we can't, it's so, we aren't meant to do life alone. And so I'm just, yeah. Just so, so thankful for people in our life to breathe life and encourage us. Uh, yeah, just thank you. Yeah, and also just thankful to God for 
surrounding us with those people. And I guess I would just tell those people, like, just be encouraged because you're being used by God to, like, help support us. And, like, we're being used by God to help support them. So it's just like a, it's an encouraging feeling just to know that God is using all of us to, to love and support each other. And ultimately, well, be together up there for eternity. So yeah, it's yeah, all good. Right. Yeah. So, Zach, what would you like to say to the people who supported you through the entire dating, engagement, wedding planning season of your life and who may very well be the same people who are supporting, encouraging, and mentoring you as a married couple right now? Well, I think I had some pretty... I went through an emotional roller coaster during that premarital process. I think I touched on a little bit about how it was a real struggle for me to make such a huge commitment um, and not knowing if I was making a mistake or if this is how my story was supposed to be written. I went to a lot of people with a lot of baggage and a lot of emotion and thinking back to just how calm my mother was. There was a, a family friend that I had several conversations with, uh, my father. Um, they, they got me through a, a lot of, through a lot of obstacles, through a lot of challenges. And I, I don't know if I could have made the decision to marry Amanda without their guidance through those, those valleys. So, um, I haven't thanked them recently for that, but seeing how fruitful our marriage has been up until this point, it's probably overdue for uh, yeah. another round of thank yous. So, yeah. <clears throat> Good. Um, thank you so much showing you the details, not only of your special day, but everything leading up to it. I hope that this helps one or two of our listeners who may be planning a wedding either now or in the future. Thank you for taking time out of your busy day and bringing Samuel to join us. Uh, I appreciate, love each one of you guys. To all of our listeners in Potville, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. To a special friend of mine, I love you dearly. To all our other listeners, thanks again. This has been a special episode of Real Life.